It's your boy, the host with the most. I'm Chris the Dime One, and welcome to another episode of the One Man, One Mike podcast, episode 14. We got a lot today. Uh, it's not going to be a very long show, but we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff. We're going to be talking about what's ailing, what is going on with the Houston Rockets. They just seem to, they simply just can't get it right. They can't get the ship going. We're going to be talking about that. We're also going to be talking about, uh, in the rumor mill, particularly in the NBA, Jimmy Butler, a proposal of Jimmy Butler going to the Houston Rockets. I'm going to tell y'all guys if that's going to work or not. Uh, We're also going to be talking about some other stuff, but let's go ahead and get into what's going on with the Houston Rockets. Uh, I feel like the Houston Rockets, the organization, the coaching staff, as well as the players are believing their own hype. They've been pillow talked by social media as well as the sports talking head saying, you know, y'all was a hairline fracture away from dethroning the Golden State Warriors. And if you would have had more shooters on the floor, particularly when Chris Paul went down, y'all possibly could have won that series. So the conclusion of that series through uh, summer to, to where we are now, the Rockets pretty much have abandoned what got them there in the first place last year. You know, The Rockets last year had James Harden and Chris Paul and a lot of guys who knew their roles, who stayed in their lane. They pretty much said, you know what? They they all reached a conclusion, said, you know what? I'm not going to get a lot of touches. My scoring is probably going to dip a bit. But I'm going to do all the other things that make our team explosive which was defense, half-court defense, uh, making the right decision, the right play. And with this D'Antoni offense where we're pushing the ball up court and we're shooting the ball in less than five seconds, that's going to make us a better team. It's, it's about the wheeze, not the eye, okay? That team with Eric Gordon... Uh, Trevor, uh, uh, Trevor, Trevor Vija, uh, as well as other uh, members of the Houston Rockets, they all pretty much uh, said to themselves, "You know what? Our scoring may dip. I may not get a lot of touches, but I'm going to do the other things that make our team very successful." And that's why uh, they got on this huge winning streak last year. Fast forward to this year, and. We're young in the NBA season, by the way. We haven't even played 25 games. And the Houston Rockets uh, have a bad record right now. Now, I always said this, and I said this last week. The Houston Rockets, they can go on a... They just need one 20 or 25-game winning streak, and they're right back into business again. Okay? They're right back dominating again. But... What made the Houston Rockets explosive last year was the commitment to defense, the the attention to detail, sort of say. And now you got a bunch of guys on the court who are ISO players, who are scorers, but that's all they are. 
people felt like, you know what, they, they, they was talking about this last year of trading for Carmelo Anthony, giving up the ranch, so to say, for Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony is the difference maker. He's a scorer. And particularly with basketball, basketball is like boxing. Style makes fights. The same can be said for NBA. You have to you have to have the right ingredients to have a successful team. If you have uh, too if you have too many cooks in the kitchen, your tomato soup is going to be very salty. Okay, Carmelo style does not fit, does not compute with what D'Antoni is doing. D'Antonio D'Antoni's offense is let's push it down the court, shoot it within five seconds. It didn't work when he tried this with the New York Knicks with a better version of Carmelo Anthony. Uh, now with this older version of Carmelo Anthony, I, I don't understand why people thought it was going to be, it, it was going to work with the Houston Rockets. You know, when you, insanity is doing something that have failed previously. It, it didn't work then. It's not going to work now. Secondly, Carmelo Anthony. And I don't want people to think that I'm bashing Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo, Anf Carmelo Anthony is an ISO player. We have very, we have, in the NBA's history, we have very successful ISO players win championships, achievements, things of that nature. Most recently, Carmelo, I mean, uh, LeBron James. LeBron James is an ISO player, but the difference between LeBron James and Carmelo Anthony, he's an ISO, Car LeBron James is an ISO player, but he can do other things besides holding on to the ball to be very successful. He doesn't have to have the ball to be very, uh, very successful and contribute to his team. Carmelo Anthony desperately needs the ball. Shoot scoring is the only bright spot spot of Carmelo Anthony, and he's very, very good at it. Okay, in the right circumstances, Carmelo Anthony can be very successful. Even, uh, even in 2018, Carmelo Anthony hasn't forgotten basketball. Carmelo Anthony isn't 40. It's just a simple fact of Carmelo Anthony's have been on teams that doesn't fit his style. When they traded him to the Oklahoma City Thunder, people thought, oh, well, that's the answer to all the questions. Carmelo Anthony, all he has to do is be like a Kevin Durant, a poor man version of, of Kevin Durant. Just be a spot-up shooter. Carmelo Anthony has never been a spot-up shooter. He can't stand behind the line and just spot-up shoot all day. That's not in Carmelo Anthony's DNA. He's an ISO player who needs the ball, who needs five to 10 seconds to figure out what's the best play and what's the best move, okay? That's what Carmelo Anthony is. There's a reason why it didn't work in Oklahoma City and why it's not working with the Houston Rockets because people feel that Carmelo Anthony just needs to adapt and change. Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony is who he is. That's why... When I heard about the trade, I, I was running it through my membrane. I'm going like, okay, you're going to have James Harden, an ISO player, Chris Paul, an ISO player, and now Carmelo Anthony, an ISO player. You're going to have three ISO players on the court. 
That's not going to jive well. In fact, I thought the only way this was going to really, really work if Carmelo Anthony comes off the bench. There was early reports that said that stated that he didn't mind coming off the bench, uh, even though he felt like he was a starter. He kind of was ill about coming off the bench with the Oklahoma City Thunder. He felt like he still is a starter. He is a starter. It's just his style does not mash or compute with the Oklahoma City Rockets, uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, as well as the Houston Rockets. So what do you do with Carmelo Anthony? What you do with Carmelo Anthony is, I feel like Carmelo Anthony is your second option off the bench. Him and, and Eric Gordon, I feel like, or uh, Eric Blesso, I feel like those two will 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 be very successful coming off the bench and contributing to the team uh, with their play. I think that's the only way it's going to work for the Houston Rockets. Will Carmelo Anthony accept it? I feel like now, I think he does accept it. I think he understands that, you know, having all three of those guys, him, Harden, Chris Paul, is going to be nice. Uh, are y'all going to do like what... Uh, LeBron and D-Wade did, okay, one night is your night, the next night is your night, and maybe the next night after that, it could be someone else's night. Or, and and with D'Antoni's system, you can't, uh, uh, you, you can't uh, really think or fathom that's going to work. Uh, it's five seconds or less. That's, that's, that's pretty much it, okay? So, I feel like Carmelo coming off the bench will be a very it will be a bigger contribute for the Rockets as well as Carmelo Anthony. Now let's move on to and one more thing before we move on. I feel like the Rockets more so believe the hype of what everyone was telling them. Just get shooters. Get shooters. They they just lost their way in thinking about they need shooters. And as they're trying to uh, get shooters, they're losing the players that got them there in the first place last year. It was perimeter defense, pressure uh, of defense, and up and up tempo scoring. That's pretty much the, was the winning formula, the winning successful formula for the Houston Rockets. Now they're just scoring, and they're. That you know, I they want to win games 107 to 100. And when you're scoring that high and you really don't care about the other team scoring on you, uh, I can see a lot of teams that are going to have problems with the Rockets. But when you talk about teams like Minnesota, uh, when you talk about teams like uh, the Golden State Warriors, the Pelicans. A lot of these teams can score that ridiculous amount of points, just like the Rockets, and do it and and do it better than the Rockets on some nights. So that's what's transpiring, what's going on with the Rockets. The Rockets are going to have to get back to what worked in the first place. Pressure defense, up tempo, fast break, up tempo offense. That's pretty much was the winning formula successfully. For the Houston Rockets. Now let's move on finally and talk about the, the supposed trade where Jimmy Butler was going to the Rockets and in return the Rockets were going to give first uh, 
four future first round picks. Now, the reason why uh, the the Minnesota Timberwolves haven't pulled the trigger on it, they want to sweeten the deal. I feel like the deal is already sweetened, but they want to add more frosting to that deal, so to say. Frosting on top of frosting, so to say. They want those four picks, those four future picks, and they also want Eric Bledsoe. That's the sticking point. The Rockets don't want to necessarily want to let go of Eric Gordon because of uh, of the injured history of Chris Paul. Uh, They're going to have to have someone there. And just in case if Chris Paul gets injured this season, like in previous seasons, so you have to have a backup plan. And that's the reason why this uh, deal hasn't been official or went down. But when this deal goes down, and I'm pretty sure it will go down, uh, of desperation from the Rockets as well as the Minnesota Timberwolves, by the way. But this deal is definitely going down. If this deal goes down, it goes back to what I said in uh, earlier in this episode. The Rockets are going back to what 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 worked for them last year: perimeter pressure defense and up-tempo scoring. They got the up-tempo scoring. They just need more players to put pressure on the defensive end. Jimmy Butler is that type of player. Now, you guys have heard me say that. I feel like Jimmy Butler is a poor man version of LeBron James. LeBron James does everything amazing, astonishing, assist, rebound, scoring, through the roof. Jimmy Butler can do those things not on a grander scale than LeBron James, He's a jack-of-all-trades and master-of-all-none type of player. And when that uh, when that deal goes down, it goes back to, well, the Rockets are going back to their old identity. Pressure defense, up-tempo scoring. They got the up-tempo scoring. They need, now they need the pressure defense. Jimmy Butler is going to be one of those players on the Rockets roster that can do that finally, finally. And if that happens, pretty much uh, all this idea and this perspective of we need shooters, we need shooters, we need shooters. Oh, nope. As we were getting shooters, now we're losing a lot of that pressure defense. A lot of those players that can do pressure defense. But like I said, the only sticking point why this deal hasn't went through because uh, Minnesota Timberwolves won't uh Bledsoe. And that's the only sticking point. So I feel like you're going to have to wait a couple of weeks until this deal really blossoms and really they both sides pull triggers because of desperation. Just look at the record. I feel like Minnesota is five games away from desperately taking that deal. And the Rockets are already there. They just... Uh, need Minnesota to just go ahead and pull the trigger. And I think they're just going to do it straight up for future uh, first round picks for Jimmy Butler. I feel like, uh, well, I know for a fact, Rockets are mortgaging their future for now. What if they don't win now? Then they got four picks that they're not going to get back. And they're going to make Minnesota, who are already, they already have good players. They already have good players. Now, you're 
you got good players and you're going to have four you have four opportunities to get one more good player so now you're making that team better for the future they're not better now but they're better f- but four four years from now only time's going to tell and time's telling that Minnesota is still going to be in playoffs while uh, the Rockets are going to be cellar dwellers. Chris Paul isn't getting any younger. Neither is James Harden. Eventually, that wall is going to hit for both of those players. And Jimmy Butler is, is a rental. He's not going to sign an extension with the Rockets, nor the Rockets could afford him. So he's going to be a free agent this summer. And somebody's going to pick him up and land him. And maybe LeBron James and the Lakers, depending on uh, if they can get anyone else, by the way, to answer the phone. Kevin Durant, he's going to be a free agent. Uh, Boogie Cousins is going to be a free agent again. So the free agency class of next summer is truly amazing. And Jimmy Butler is going to is going to have to wait a long period of time till all the other dominoes fall before uh, teams start looking at Jimmy Butler. Now, let's get into some more NBA news. J.R. Smith demands a trade from the Cleveland Cavaliers. I guess J.R. Smith woke up one morning and finally saw reality staring at him. The Cleveland Cavaliers are, are not going anywhere. Uh, you better enjoy that win because you're not going to get that many opportunities to enjoy a win. They're going to be a lottery team. Kevin Love is injured. He's he's injured again. Christian Thompson, I, pretty much he's uh, digressing, so to say. Rodney Hood, they paid a lot of money for. Rodney Hood is Rodney Hood. He's going to give you 17, 18 points a night. Uh, he's going to also have some nights where he's going to occasionally throw a 30 at you. You don't know the future of the coach, who's your next coach going to be. It's definitely not going to be what you got on the staff now. Are they going to go into the college ranks to find them? Uh, uh, another coach, we don't know. You don't. The future is unclear for the Cleveland Cavaliers and to make matters even worse, it's not even clear for the future. Not even clear whether or not J.R. Smith is not going to be traded sometime this year or next. Veteran teams don't mind J.R. Smith being on their roster, but not at that ridiculous price. And the only way J.R. Smith is going to be signed to another team if he takes a buyout from the Cleveland Cavaliers, leave a lot of money on the table just to become a free agent for a possibility of a playoff team to pick him up. LeBron's in in La La Land. Maybe LeBron can uh, go, hey, Magic, let's get J.R. Smith. I don't see that happening, particularly since the last time we saw uh, LeBron James and J.R. Smith, they had a disagreement courtside. So, J.R. Smith... Is, is is in a dilemma right now. I, I don't see J.R. Smith. Uh, I don't see anyone willing to trade for the services of J.R. Smith. And the only way I see J.R. Smith possibly even on a team, if he takes, if he, if he accepts a buyout, pass, uh, you know, uh, 
accept a buyout, excuse me. And somehow, some way, uh, he finds his own, he finds a, a team that's willing to uh, uh, take him. And I don't think it's a playoff team, in my opinion. Okay. Briefly talk about baseball. The Boston Celtics won. I mean, Boston Celtics. The Boston Red Sox won. Um, to me, baseball is a funny sport. If you go on the right winning streak at the right time, midway in the season or close to the end of the season, nine times out of ten, you're going to win the World Series. We saw this with the Houston Rockets. Do anyone remember the Houston Rockets five or four years ago? They were cellar dwellers, right? Uh, they went on the right. They went on the winning streak at the right time, at the right opportunity. Then they won the championship. Baseball is kind of funny that way. It's it, you know, and the Boston Celtics. I mean, Boston. I want to say Boston. Boston Red Sox. Okay. Uh, congratulations to you. I tip my hat off. You guys won the uh, championship. Um, and the Dodgers, we don't know anything about the Dodgers other than they may not even have the team that they have now. Clay, uh, 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 Kenson Clayshaw, he's thinking about, uh, testing free agency, even though, uh, other than the Dodgers, what the Yankees. So it's going to be a bidding war, uh, this winter. A lot of it's gonna be a lot of those those big superstars maybe going to other places. So we we're going to have to wait and see. NFL, there was a few trades out there, nothing major, uh, uh, nothing major or important. Was there something that the Giants traded another asset, another asset that possibly could help them? Uh, re uh, relaunch and revamp their season. I think the Giants are not buying anymore. They're selling. They're getting rid of. I think they're. Uh, I I uh, I know they're for a fact. Uh, waiting for the NFL draft, starting this puppy all over again. Would not surprise me if uh, they release Peyton Manning. Or some, or maybe exercise a trade for Peyton Manning. Would not surprise me if they traded. Uh, if not, if uh, if if oh, shoot the receiver, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, Beckham, trade Beckham. Maybe not this year, but maybe next year. Maybe have him there to sell more uh, tickets because it's pretty much going to be the only person there other than the running back. And they're gonna start this puppy all over again. They're gonna uh, uh, do what they supposed to did last year, which was draft a quarterback. You had the highest. Uh, that was the highest pick y'all ever had when, when y'all gotten uh, Eli Manning. And you had an opportunity to get a quarterback. You chose to get a running back. That's fine and dandy. But now more than ever, particularly this season. Uh, the future is not that bright for Eli Manning. Would not surprise me if Eli Manning uh, goes on to another team or just go into retirement land, going to broadcasting. One would never know. I said it was going to be a short show, and it ends up being particularly 20. We're, we're past 20 minutes right now. I'm shocked about that.
surprised about that. Real fast, real quick, give you guys. I bought Red Dead Redemption 2. Have not played it yet because uh, my backlog is really tight right now. Um, a lot of people, are, they, they, they like the game, but, but there are some mechanics in the game that is questionable and is making it uh, less enjoyable, so to say, to play. Um, like the aiming and, and uh, all types of ridiculous, you know, stuff that, you know, when you look at it in the grand scheme of things, does it make, does, do you grade the game lower because of those things? No, just something that you got to deal with, just like any other game out there. Uh, I will give you guys my review of Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, depends on how long I get done with this backlog of games I got to play. <laughs> but hopefully I'll play some of it over the weekend or maybe next week. And I'll be here to tell you guys about it. And um, that's pretty much it. Well, Another day goes by, another episode of the One Man, One Mike podcast hosted by I'm Chris the Dom One. I really do appreciate you guys uh, listening to the show. Uh, on average, I'm getting like, uh, I'm getting an average uh, count of views, I mean of listeners. And I need you guys to do me a favor. If you already made it this far, I need you guys to share this content with your friends, family, and followers. Uh, I need you guys to uh, support it on Google and Apple as well. And I will see you guys next week with another episode. I wanted to talk a little bit about The Walking Dead. Um, but I don't want to make this any longer I'll probably talk about The Walking Dead tomorrow. Okay? Oh, what? Not tomorrow. Next week. It's your boy, the host with the most. I'm Chris the Dumb One. I will see you guys next week. Thank you. Peace and love out there. I'm out. It's your boy, the host with the most. I'm Chris the Dime One, and welcome to another episode of the One Man, One Mike podcast, episode 14. We got a lot today. Uh, it's not going to be a very long show, but we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff. We're going to be talking about what's ailing, what is going on with the Houston Rockets. They just seem to, they simply just can't get it right. They can't get the ship going. We're going to be talking about that. We're also going to be talking about, uh, in the rumor mill, particularly in the NBA, Jimmy Butler, a proposal of Jimmy Butler going to the Houston Rockets. I'm going to tell y'all guys if that's going to work or not. Uh, we're also going to be talking about some other stuff, but let's go ahead and get into what's going on with the Houston Rockets. Uh, I feel like the Houston Rockets, the organization, the coaching staff, as well as the players are believing their own hype. They've been pillow talked by social media as well as the sports talking head saying, you know, y'all was a hairline fracture away from dethroning the Golden State Warriors. And if you would have had more shooters on the floor, 
particularly when Chris Paul went down, y'all possibly could have won that series. So the conclusion of that series through uh, summer to, to where we are now, the Rockets pretty much have abandoned what got them there in the first place last year. You know, the Rockets last year had James Harden and Chris Paul and a lot of guys who knew their roles, who stayed in their lane. They pretty much said, you know what? They reached a, they all reached a conclusion, said, you know what? I'm not going to get a lot of touches. I'm, my scoring's probably going to dip a bit. But I'm going to do all the other things that make our team explosive, which was defense, half-court defense, uh, making the right decision, the right play. And with this Dan Tony offense where we're pushing the ball up court and we're shooting the ball in less than five seconds, that's going to make us a better team. It's, it's about the wheeze, not the eye. Okay, that team with Eric Gordon, uh, Trevor, uh, uh, Trevor, Trevor, uh, as well as other uh, members of the Houston Rockets, they all pretty much uh, said to themselves, you know what? Our scoring may dip. I may not get a lot of touches, but I'm going to do the other things that make our team very successful. And that's why. Uh, They got on this huge winning streak last year. Fast forward to this year. And we're young in the NBA season, by the way. We haven't even played 25 games. And the Houston Rockets uh, have a bad record right now. Now, I always said this, and I said this last week. The Houston Rockets, they can go on a... They just need one... 20 or 25 game winning streak and they're right back into business again okay they're right back dominating again but what made the houston rockets explosive last year was the commitment to defense the 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 attention to detail sort of say and now you got a bunch of guys on the court who are iso players who are scorers but that's all they are. Uh, people felt like, you know what, they, they, they was talking about this last year of trading for Carmelo Anthony, giving up the ranch, so to say, for Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony is the difference maker. He's a scorer. And particularly with basketball, basketball is like boxing. Style makes fights. The same can be said for NBA. You have to you have to have the right ingredients to have a successful team. If you have uh, too if you have too many cooks in the kitchen, your tomato soup is going to be very salty. Okay, Carmelo style does not fit, does not compute with what D'Antoni is doing. D'Antonio D'Antoni's offense is let's push it down the court shoot it within five seconds it didn't work when he tried this with the new york knicks with a better version of carmelo anthony uh now with this older version of carmelo anthony i don't understand why people thought it was going to be it was going to work with the houston rockets you know when you 
Insanity is doing something that have failed previously. It, it didn't work then. It's not going to work now. Secondly, Carmelo Anthony. And I don't want people to think that I'm bashing Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo, Anf- Carmelo Anthony is an ISO player. We have very we have in the NBA's history, we have very successful ISO players win championships, achievements, things of that nature. Most recently, Carmelo, I mean uh LeBron James. LeBron James is an ISO player, but the difference between LeBron James and Carmelo Anthony, he's an ISO Car- LeBron James is an ISO player, but he can do other things besides holding on to the ball to be very successful. He doesn't have to have the ball to be very uh, very successful and contribute to his team. Carmelo Anthony desperately needs the ball. Shooting, scoring is the only bright spot, spot of Carmelo Anthony, and he's very, very good at it, okay? In the right circumstances, Carmelo Anthony can be very successful, even... Uh, even in 2018, Carmelo Anthony hasn't forgotten basketball. Carmelo Anthony isn't 40. It's just a simple fact of Carmelo Anthony has been on teams that doesn't fit his style. When they traded him to the Oklahoma City Thunder, people thought, oh, well, that's the answer to all the questions. Carmelo Anthony, all he has to do is be like a Kevin Durant, a poor man version of, of Kevin Durant. Just be a spot-up shooter. Carmelo Anthony has never been a spot-up shooter. He can't stand behind the line and just spot-up shoot all day. That's not in Carmelo Anthony's DNA. He's an ISO player who needs the ball, who needs 5 to 10 seconds to figure out what's the best play and what's the best move, okay? That's what Carmelo Anthony is. There's a reason why it didn't work in Oklahoma City and why it's not working with the Houston Rockets because people feel that Carmelo Anthony just needs to adapt and change. Carmelo Carmelo Anthony is who he is. That's why... When I heard about the trade, I I was running it through my membrane. I'm going like, okay, you're going to have James Harden, an ISO player, Chris Paul, an ISO player, and now Carmelo Anthony, an ISO player. You're going to have three ISO players on the court. That's not going to jive well. In fact, I thought the only way this was going to really, really work if Carmelo Anthony comes off the bench. There was early reports that said that stated that he didn't mind coming off the bench, uh, even though he felt like he was a starter. He kind of was ill about coming off the, the bench with the Oklahoma City Thunder. He felt like he still is a starter. He is a starter. It's just his style does not mash or compute with the Oklahoma City Rockets, uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, as well as the Houston Rockets. So what do you do with Carmelo Anthony? What you do with Carmelo Anthony is, I feel like Carmelo Anthony is your second option off the bench. Him and, and Eric Gordon, I feel like, or uh, Eric Blesso, I feel like those two will, will, will be very successful coming off the bench and contributing to the team uh, with their play. I think that's the only way it's going to work for the Houston Rockets. Will Carmelo Anthony accept it? I feel like now, I think he does accept it. I think he understands that 
you know, having all three of those guys, him, Harding, Chris Paul, is going to be nice. Uh, are y'all going to do like what uh, LeBron and D-Wade did? Okay, one night is your night. The next night is your night. And maybe the next night after that, it could be someone else's night. Or, and and with D'Antoni's system, you can't, uh, uh, you, you can't uh, really think or fathom that's going to work. Uh, it's five seconds or less. That's 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 pretty much it. Okay. So I feel like Carmelo coming off the bench will be a very it will be a bigger contribute for the Rockets as well as Carmelo Anthony. Now let's move on to and one more thing before we move on. I feel like the Rockets more so believe the hype of what everyone was telling them just get shooters get shooters they for, they just lost their way in thinking about they need shooters and as they're trying to uh get shooters they're losing the players that got them there in the first place last year it was perimeter defense pressure uh, of defense and up and up tempo scoring that's pretty much the was the winning formula, the winning successful formula for the Houston Rockets. Now they're just scoring. And they're, they're you know, I they want to win games 107 to 100. And when you're scoring that high and you really don't care about the other team scoring on you, uh, I can see a lot of teams that are going to have problems with the Rockets. But when you talk about teams like Minnesota, uh, when you talk about teams like uh, the Golden State Warriors, the Pelicans, a lot of these teams can score that ridiculous amount of points, just like the Rockets, and do it and and do it better than the Rockets on some nights. So that's what's transpiring. What's going on with the Rockets? The Rockets are going to have to get back to what worked in the first place: pressure defense, up tempo. Fast break, up-tempo offense. That's pretty much was the winning formula successfully for the Houston Rockets. Now, let's move on finally and talk about the, the supposed trade where Jimmy Butler was going to the Rockets. And in return, the Rockets were going to give first uh, four future first-round picks. Now, the reason why... Uh, the, the Minnesota Timberwolves haven't pulled the trigger on it. They want to sweeten the deal. I feel like the deal is already sweetened, but they want to add more frosting to that deal, so to say. Frosting on top of frosting, so to say. They want those four picks, those four future picks, and they also want Eric Bledsoe. That's the sticking point. The Rockets don't want to necessarily uh, want to let go of Eric Gordon because of uh, of the injured history of Chris Paul. Uh, they're going to have to have someone there. And just in case, if Chris Paul gets injured this season, like in previous seasons, so you have to have a backup plan. And that's the reason why this uh, deal hasn't been official or went down. But when this deal goes down, and I'm pretty sure it will go down, uh, of desperation from the Rockets as well as the Minnesota Timberwolves, by the way. But this deal is definitely going down. If this deal goes down, 
it goes back to what I said in uh, earlier in this episode. The Rockets are going back to what 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 worked for them last year. Perimeter pressure defense and up-tempo scoring. They got the up-tempo scoring. They just need more players to put pressure on the defensive end. Jimmy Butler is their type of player. Now, you guys have heard me say that I feel like Jimmy Butler is a poor man version of LeBron James. LeBron James does everything amazing, astonishing, assist, rebound, scoring, through the roof. Jimmy Butler can do those things not on a grander scale than LeBron James, He's a jack-of-all-trades and master-of-all-none type of player. And when that uh, when that deal goes down, it goes back to, well, the Rockets are going back to their old identity. Pressure defense, up-tempo scoring. They got the up-tempo scoring. They need, now they need the pressure defense. Jimmy Butler is going to be one of those players on the Rockets roster that can do that finally, finally. And if that happens, pretty much uh, all this idea and this perspective of we need shooters, we need shooters, we need shooters. Oh, nope. As we were getting shooters, now we're losing a lot of that pressure defense. A lot of those players that can do pressure defense. But like I said, the only sticking point why this deal hasn't went through because uh, Minnesota Timberwolves won't uh Bledsoe. And that's the only sticking point. So I feel like you're going to have to wait a couple of weeks until this deal really blossoms and really they both sides pull triggers because of desperation. Just look at the record. I feel like Minnesota is five games away from desperately taking that deal. And the Rockets are already there. They just... Uh, need Minnesota to just go ahead and pull the trigger. And I think they're just going to do it straight up for future uh, first round picks for Jimmy Butler. I feel like, uh, well, I know for a fact, Rockets are mortgaging their future for now. What if they don't win now? Then they got four picks that they're not going to get back. And they're going to make Minnesota, who are already, they already have good players. They already have good players. Now you're you got good players and you're gonna have four you have four opportunities to get one more good player. So now you're making that team better for the future. They're not better now, but they're better f- but four four years from now, only time's gonna tell. And time's telling that Minnesota is still gonna be in playoffs while uh the Rockets are gonna be cellar dwellers. Chris Paul isn't getting any younger. Neither is James Harden. Eventually, that wall is going to hit for both of those players. And Jimmy Butler is, is a rental. He's not going to sign an extension with the Rockets. Nor the Rockets could afford him. So he's going to be a free agent this summer. And somebody's going to pick him up and land him. And maybe LeBron James and the Lakers. Depending on... Uh, if they can get anyone else, by the way, to answer the phone. Kevin Durant, he's going to be a free agent. Uh, Boogie Cousins is going to be a free agent again. So the free agency class of next summer is truly amazing. 
And Jimmy Butler is going to is going to have to wait a long period of time till all the other dominoes fall before uh, teams start looking at Jimmy Butler. Now, let's get into some more NBA news. J.R. Smith demands a trade from the Cleveland Cavaliers. I guess J.R. Smith woke up one morning and finally saw reality staring at him. The Cleveland Cavaliers are, are not going anywhere. Uh, you better enjoy that win because you're not going to get that many opportunities to enjoy a win. They're going to be a lottery team. Kevin Love is injured. He's, he's injured again. Christian Thompson, I, pretty much he's uh, digressing, so to say. Rodney Hood, they paid a lot of money for. Rodney Hood is Rodney Hood. He's going to give you 17, 18 points a night. Uh, he's going to also have some nights where he's going to occasionally throw a 30 at you. You don't know the future of the coach, who's your next coach going to be. It's definitely not going to be what you got on the staff now. Are they going to go into the college ranks to find them uh, uh, another coach? We don't know. You don't. The future is unclear for the Cleveland Cavaliers. And to make matters even worse, it's not even clear for the future. Not even clear whether or not J.R. Smith is not going to be traded sometime this year or next. Veteran teams don't mind J.R. Smith being on their roster, but not at that ridiculous price. And the only way J.R. Smith is going to be signed to another team if he takes a buyout from the Cleveland Cavaliers, leave a lot of money on the table just to become a free agent for a possibility of a playoff team to pick him up. LeBron's in, in La La Land. Maybe LeBron can uh, go, hey, Magic, let's get J.R. Smith. I don't see that happening, particularly since the last time we saw uh, LeBron James and J.R. Smith. They had a disagreement courtside. So, J.R. Smith is, is, is in a dilemma right now. I, I don't see J.R. Smith... Uh, I don't see anyone willing to trade for the services of J.R. Smith. And the only way I see J.R. Smith possibly even on a team, if he takes, if he accepts a buyout, pass, uh, you know, uh, accept a buyout, excuse me. And somehow, some way, uh, he finds his own, he finds a, a team that's willing to uh, uh, take him. And I don't think it's a playoff team in my opinion. Okay. Briefly talk about baseball. The Boston Celtics won. I mean, Boston Celtics. The Boston Red Sox won. Um, to me, baseball is a funny sport. If you go on the right winning streak at the right time, midway in the season or close to the end of the season, nine times out of 10, you're going to win the World Series. We saw this with the Houston Rockets. Do anyone remember the Houston Rockets five or four years ago? They were cellar dwellers, right? Uh, they went on the right, they went on the winning streak at the right time, at the right opportunity, and then they won the championship. Baseball is kind of funny that way. It's, it, you know, and the Boston Celtics. I mean, Boston, I want to say Boston, Boston Red Sox. Okay. Uh, congratulations to you. I tip my hat off. You guys won the uh, championship. 
Um, and the Dodgers, we don't know anything about the Dodgers other than they may not even have the team that they have now. Clay, uh, 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 Kenson Clayshaw, he's thinking about uh, testing free agency, even though uh, other than the Dodgers, what, the Yankees? So it's going to be a bidding war uh, this winter. A lot of it's going to be a lot of those those big superstars maybe going to other places. So we're going to have to wait and see. NFL, there was a few trades out there, nothing major, uh, uh, nothing major or important. Was there something that the Giants traded another asset, another asset that possibly could help them uh, re uh, relaunch and revamp their season? I think the Giants are not buying anymore. They're selling. They're getting rid of. I think they're. Uh, I I, uh, I know there for a fact uh, waiting for the NFL draft, starting this puppy all over again. Would not surprise me if uh, they release Peyton Manning or some, uh, maybe exercise a trade for Peyton Manning. Would not surprise me if they traded, uh, if not, if, uh, if, if oh, shoot, the receiver, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, Beckham, Trey Beckham. Maybe not this year, but maybe next year. Maybe have him there to sell more uh, tickets because it's pretty much going to be the only person there other than the running back. And they're going to start this puppy all over again. They're going to do what they supposed to did last year, which was draft a quarterback. You had the highest. uh, That was the highest pick y'all ever had when when y'all gotten uh, Eli Manning. And you had an opportunity to get a quarterback. You chose to get a running back. That's fine and dandy. But now more than ever, particularly this season, uh, the future is not that bright for Eli Manning. Would not surprise me if Eli Manning uh, goes on to another team or just go into retirement land, go into broadcasting. One would never know. I said it was going to be a short show and it ends up being particularly 20 we're, we're past 20 minutes right now I'm shocked about that surprised about that real fast real quick give you guys I bought Red Dead Redemption 2 have not played it yet because uh, my backlog is really tight right now um a lot of people they, they they like the game, but, but there are some mechanics in the game that is questionable and is making it uh, less enjoyable, so to say, to play. Um, like the aiming and and uh, all types of ridiculous, you know, stuff that you know when you look at it in the grand scheme of things, does it make the, the do you grade the game lower because of those things? No. Just something that you got to deal with, just like any other game out there. Uh, I will give you guys my review of Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, depends on how long I get done with this backlog of games I got to play. <laughs> but hopefully I'll play some of it over the weekend or maybe next week. And I'll be here to tell you guys about it.
And um, that's pretty much it. Well, another day goes by. Another episode of the One Man, One Mic podcast hosted by I'm Chris the Dom One. I really do appreciate you guys uh, listening to the show. Uh, on average, I'm getting like, uh, I'm getting an average uh, count of views. I mean, of listeners. And I need you guys to do me a favor. If you already made it this far, I need you guys to share this content with your friends, family, and followers. Uh, I need you guys to uh, support it on Google and Apple as well. And I will see you guys next week with another episode. I wanted to talk a little bit about The Walking Dead. um, But I don't want to make this any longer I'll probably talk about The Walking Dead tomorrow. Okay? Oh, what? Not tomorrow. Next week. It's your boy, the host with the most. I'm Chris the Dumb One. I will see you guys next week. Thank you. Peace and love out there. I'm out. It's your boy, the host with the most. I'm Chris the Dime One, and welcome to another episode of the One Man, One Mike podcast, episode 14. We got a lot today. Uh, it's not going to be a very long show, but we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff. We're going to be talking about what's ailing, what is going on with the Houston Rockets. They just seem to, they simply just can't get it right. They can't get the ship going. We're going to be talking about that. We're also going to be talking about, uh, in the rumor mill, particularly in the NBA, Jimmy Butler, a proposal of Jimmy Butler going to the Houston Rockets. I'm going to tell y'all guys if that's going to work or not. Uh, We're also going to be talking about some other stuff, but let's go ahead and get into what's going on with the Houston Rockets. Uh, I feel like the Houston Rockets, the organization, the coaching staff, as well as the players, are believing their own hype. They've been pillow talked by social media as well as the sports talking head saying, you know, y'all was a hairline fracture away from dethroning the Golden State Warriors. And if you would have had more shooters on the floor, particularly when Chris Paul went down, y'all possibly could have won that series. So the conclusion of that series through uh, summer to, to where we are now, the Rockets pretty much have abandoned what got them there in the first place last year. You know, the Rockets last year had James Harden and Chris Paul and a lot of guys who knew their roles, who stayed in their lane. They pretty much said, you know what? They, reached a, they all reached a conclusion said, you know what? I'm not going to get a lot of touches. I'm, my scoring is probably going to dip a bit. But I'm going to do all the other things that make our team explosive, which was defense, half-court defense, uh, making the right decision, the right play. And with this D'Antoni offense where we're pushing the ball up court, and we're shooting the ball in less than five seconds. That's going to make us a better team. It's, it's about the 
we's, not the I, okay? That team with Eric Gordon, uh, Trevor Avija, uh, 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 as well as other uh, members of the Houston Rockets, they all pretty much uh, said to themselves, you know what? Our scoring may dip. I may not get a lot of touches, but I'm going to do the other things that make our team very successful. And that's why uh, they got on this huge winning streak last year. Fast forward to this year, and we're young in the NBA season, by the way. We haven't even played 25 games. And the Houston Rockets uh, have a bad record right now. Now, I always said this, and I said this last week. The Houston Rockets, they can go on a... They just need one 20 or 25 game winning streak and they're right back into business again, okay? They're right back dominating again. But what made the Houston Rockets explosive last year was the commitment to defense, the the, the attention to detail, sort of say. And now you got a bunch of guys on the court who are ISO players, who are scorers, but that's all they are. Uh, people felt like, you know what, they, they, they was talking about this last year of trading for Carmelo Anthony, giving up the ranch, so to say, for Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony is the difference maker. He's a scorer. And particularly with basketball, basketball is like boxing. Style makes fights. The same can be said for NBA, you have to you have to have the right ingredients to have a successful team. If you have uh, too, if you have too many cooks in the kitchen, your tomato soup is going to be very salty. Okay, Carmelo style does not fit, does not compute with what D'Antoni is doing. D'Antonio, D'Antoni's offense is let's push it down the court, shoot it within five seconds. It didn't work when he tried this with the New York Knicks with a better version of Carmelo Anthony. Uh, now with this older version of Carmelo Anthony, I, I don't understand why people thought it was going to be, it, it was going to work with the Houston Rockets. You know, when you, insanity is doing something that have failed previously. It, it didn't work then. It's not going to work now. Secondly, Carmelo Anthony, and I don't want people to think that I'm bashing Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo, Anf Carmelo Anthony is an ISO player. We have very we have in the NBA's history, we have very successful ISO players win championships, achievements, things of that nature. Most recently, Carmelo, I mean, uh, LeBron James. LeBron James is an ISO player, but the difference between LeBron James and Carmelo Anthony, he's an LeBron James is an ISO player, but he can do other things besides holding on to the ball to be very successful. He doesn't have to have the ball to be very, uh, very successful and contribute to his team. Carmelo Anthony desperately needs the ball. Shooting, scoring is the only bright spot, spot of Carmelo Anthony. And he's very, very good at it. Okay. In the right circumstances, 
Carmelo Anthony can be very successful. Even uh, even in 2018, Carmelo Anthony hasn't forgotten basketball. Carmelo Anthony isn't 40. It's just a simple fact of Carmelo Anthony has been on teams that doesn't fit his style. When they traded him to the Oklahoma City Thunder, people thought, oh, well, that's the answer to all the questions. Carmelo Anthony, all he has to do is be like a Kevin Durant, a poor man version of, of Kevin Durant. Just be a spot-up shooter. Carmelo Anthony has never been a spot-up shooter. He can't stand behind the line and just spot-up shoot all day. That's not in Carmelo Anthony's DNA. He's an ISO player who needs the ball, who needs 5 to 10 seconds to figure out what's the best play and what's the best move, okay? That's what Carmelo Anthony is. There's a reason why it didn't work in Oklahoma City and why it's not working with the Houston Rockets because people feel that Carmelo Anthony just needs to adapt and change. Carmelo Carmelo Anthony is who he is. That's why... When I heard about the trade, I I was running it through my membrane. I'm going like, okay, you're going to have James Harden, an ISO player, Chris Paul, an ISO player, and now Carmelo Anthony, an ISO player. You're going to have three ISO players on the court. That's not going to jive well. In fact, I thought the only way this was going to really, really work if Carmelo Anthony comes off the bench. There was early reports that said that stated that he didn't mind coming off the bench, uh, even though he felt like he was a starter. He kind of was ill about coming off the, the bench with the Oklahoma City Thunder. He felt like he still is a starter. He is a starter. It's just his style does not mash or compute with the Oklahoma City Rockets, uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, as well as the Houston Rockets. So what do you do with Carmelo Anthony? What you do with Carmelo Anthony is, I feel like Carmelo Anthony is your second option off the bench. Him and, and Eric Gordon, I feel like, or uh, Eric Blesso, I feel like those two will, will, will be very successful coming off the bench and contributing to the team uh, with their play. I think that's the only way it's going to work for the Houston Rockets. Will Carmelo Anthony accept it? I feel like now, I think he does accept it. I think he understands that, you know, having all three of those guys, him, Harden, Chris Paul, is going to be nice. Are y'all going to do like what uh, LeBron and D-Wade did? Okay, one night is your night. The next night is your night. And maybe the next night after that, it could be someone else's night. Or... And and with D'Antoni's system, you can't uh, uh, you you can't uh, really think or fathom that's going to work. Uh, it's five seconds or less. That's 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 pretty much it. Okay, so I feel like Carmelo coming off the bench will be a very it will be a bigger contribute for the Rockets as well as Carmelo Anthony. Now, let's move on to, and one more thing before we move on. I feel like the Rockets more so believed the hype of what everyone was telling them 
just get shooters, get shooters. They for, they just lost their way in thinking about they need shooters. And as they're trying to uh, get shooters, they're losing the players that got them there in the first place last year. It was perimeter defense, pressure uh, of defense, and up and up tempo scoring. That's pretty much the, was the winning formula, the winning successful formula. For the Houston Rockets, now they're just scoring, and they're, they're you know, I, they want to win games 107 to 100. And when you're scoring that high, and you really don't care about the other team scoring on you, uh, I can see a lot of teams that are going to have problems with the Rockets. But when you talk about teams like Minnesota, uh, when you talk about teams like. Uh, the Golden State Warriors, the Pelicans, a lot of these teams can score that ridiculous amount of points, just like the Rockets, and do it and and do it better than the Rockets on some nights. So that's what's transpiring, what's going on with the Rockets. The Rockets are going to have to get back to what worked in the first place. Pressure defense, up-tempo Fast break, up-tempo offense. That's pretty much was the winning formula successfully for the Houston Rockets. Now, let's move on finally and talk about the, the supposed trade where Jimmy Butler was going to the Rockets. And in return, the Rockets were going to give first uh, four future first-round picks. Now, the reason why... Uh, the, the Minnesota Timberwolves haven't pulled the trigger on it. They want to sweeten the deal. I feel like the deal is already sweetened, but they want to add more frosting to that deal, so to say. Frosting on top of frosting, so to say. They want those four picks, those four future picks, and they also want Eric Bledsoe. That's the sticking point. The Rockets don't want to necessarily uh, want to let go of Eric Gordon because of uh, of the injured history of Chris Paul. Uh, they're going to have to have someone there. And just in case, if Chris Paul gets injured this season, like in previous seasons, so you have to have a backup plan. And that's the reason why this uh, deal hasn't been official or went down. But when this deal goes down, and I'm pretty sure it will go down, uh, of desperation from the Rockets as well as the Minnesota Timberwolves, by the way. But this deal is definitely going down. If this deal goes down, it goes back to what I said in uh, earlier in this episode. The Rockets are going back to what 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 worked for them last year: perimeter pressure defense. And up-tempo scoring. They got the up-tempo scoring. They just need more players to put pressure on the defensive end. Jimmy Butler is that type of player. Now, you guys have heard me say that. I feel like Jimmy Butler is a poor man version of LeBron James. LeBron James does everything amazing. Out, uh, astonishing. Assist. Rebound. Scoring. Through the roof. Jimmy Butler can do those things. Not on a grander scale than LeBron James. He's a jack-of-all-trades and master-of-all-none type of player. And when that uh, when that deal goes down, it goes back to, well, the Rockets are going back to their old identity. Pressure defense, 
up-tempo scoring. They got the up-tempo scoring. They need Now they need the pressure defense. Jimmy Butler is going to be one of those players on the Rockets roster that can do that finally, finally. And if that happens, pretty much uh, all this idea, this perspective of we need shooters, we need shooters, we need shooters. Oh, nope. As we were getting shooters, now we're losing a lot of that pressure defense. A lot of those players that can do pressure defense. But like I said, the only sticking point why this deal hasn't went through because uh, Minnesota Timberwolves won't uh, Bledsoe. And that's the only sticking point. So I feel like you're going to have to wait a couple of weeks until this deal really blossoms and really they both sides pull triggers because of desperation. Just look at the record. I feel like Minnesota is five games away from desperately taking that deal. And the Rockets are already there. They just uh, need Minnesota to just go ahead and pull the trigger. And I think they're just going to do it straight up for future uh, first round picks for Jimmy Butler. I feel like, uh, well, I know for a fact, Rockets are mortgaging their future for now. What if they don't win now? Then they got four picks that they're not going to get back. And they're going to make Minnesota, who are already, they already have good players. They already have good players. Now, you got good players and you're going to have four, you have four opportunities to get one more good player. So now you're making that team better for the future. They're not better now, but they're better. F- but four, four years from now, only time's going to tell. And time's telling that Minnesota is still going to be in playoffs while uh, the Rockets are going to be cellar dwellers. Chris Paul isn't getting any younger. Neither is James Harden. Um, uh, eventually, that wall is going to hit for both of those players. And Jimmy Butler is is a rental. He's not going to sign an extension with the Rockets, nor the Rockets could afford him. So he's going to be a free agent this summer. And somebody's going to pick him up and land him. And maybe LeBron James and the Lakers, depending on uh, if they can get anyone else, by the way, to answer the phone. Kevin Durant, he's going to be a free agent. Uh, Boogie Cousins is going to be a free agent again. So the free agency class of next summer is truly amazing. And Jimmy Butler is going, to have to, is going to have to wait a long period of time till all the other dominoes fall before uh, teams start looking at Jimmy Butler. Now, let's get into some more NBA news. J.R. Smith demands a trade from the Cleveland Cavaliers. I guess J.R. Smith woke up one morning and finally saw reality staring at him. The Cleveland Cavaliers are, are not going anywhere. Uh, you better enjoy that win because you're not going to get that many opportunities to enjoy a win. They're going to be a lottery team. Kevin Love is injured. He's he's injured again. Christian Thompson, uh, pretty much he's uh, digressing, so to say. Rodney Hood, they paid a lot of money for. Rodney Hood is Rodney Hood. He's going to give you 17, 18 points a night. Uh, he's going to also have some nights where he's going to occasionally throw a 30 at you. 
You don't know the future of the coach, who your next coach going to be. It's definitely not going to be what you got on the staff now. Are they going to go into the college ranks to find them uh, uh, another coach? We don't know. You don't. The future is unclear for the Cleveland Cavaliers. And to make matters even worse, it's not even clear for the future. Not even clear whether or not J.R. Smith is not going to be traded sometime this year or next. Veteran teams don't mind J.R. Smith being on their roster. But not at that ridiculous price. And the only way J.R. Smith is going to be signed to another team if he takes a buyout from the Cleveland Cavaliers, leave a lot of money on the table just to become a free agent for a possibility of a playoff team to pick him up. LeBron's in in La La Land. Maybe LeBron can uh, go, hey, Magic, let's get J.R. Smith. I don't see that happening. Particularly since the last time we saw uh, LeBron James and J.R. Smith, they had a disagreement courtside. So, J.R. Smith is 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 in a dilemma right now. I I don't see J.R. Smith. Uh, I don't see anyone willing to trade for the services of J.R. Smith. And the only way I see J.R. Smith possibly even on a team if he takes if he accepts a buyout. Pass, uh, you know, uh, accept a, buy- a buyout, excuse me, and somehow, some way, uh, he finds his own, he finds a, a team that's willing to uh, uh, take him. And I don't think it's a playoff team, in my opinion. Okay. Briefly talk about baseball. The Boston Celtics won. I mean, Boston Celtics, the Boston Red Sox won. Um, to me, baseball is a funny sport. If you go on the right winning streak at the right time, midway in the season or close to the end of the season, nine times out of 10, you're going to win the World Series. We saw this with the Houston Rockets. Do anyone remember the Houston Rockets five or four years ago? They were cellar dwellers, right? Uh, they went on the right, they went on the winning streak at the right time, at the right opportunity. Then they won the championship. Baseball is kind of funny that way. It's, you know, and the Boston Celtics, I mean, Boston, I want to say Boston, Boston Red Sox. Okay. Uh, congratulations to you. I tipped my hat off. You guys won the uh, championship. Um, and the Dodgers, we don't know anything about the Dodgers. Other than they may not even have the team that they have now. Clay, uh, 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 Kenson Clayshaw, he's thinking about uh, testing free agency. Even though, uh, other than the Dodgers, what, the Yankees? So it's going to be a bidding war uh, this winter. A lot of, it's going to be a lot of those, those big superstars maybe going to other places. So we're going to have to wait and see. NFL, there was a few trades out there. Nothing major. Uh, uh, nothing major or important. Was there something that the Giants traded another asset, another asset that possibly could help them uh, re, uh, relaunch and revamp their season? I think the Giants are 
not buying anymore. They're selling. They're getting rid of. I think they're. Uh, I I uh, I know they're for a fact. Uh, waiting for the NFL draft, starting this puppy all over again. Would not surprise me if uh, they release Peyton Manning or some, or maybe exercise a trade for Peyton Manning. Would not surprise me if they traded. Uh, if not, if uh, if if oh, shoot the receiver, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, Beckham, trade Beckham. Maybe not this year, but maybe next year. Maybe have him there to sell more uh, tickets because it's pretty much going to be the only person there other than the running back. And they're going to start this puppy all over again. They're going to do what they supposed to did last year, which was draft a quarterback. You had the highest. uh, That was the highest pick y'all ever had when when y'all gotten uh, Eli Manning. And you had an opportunity to get a quarterback. You chose to get a running back. That's fine and dandy. But now more than ever, particularly this season, uh, the future is not that bright for Eli Manning. Would not surprise me if Eli Manning uh, goes on to another team or just go into retirement land, go into broadcasting. One would never know. I said it was going to be a short show and it ends up being particularly 20 we're we're past 20 minutes right now i'm shocked about that surprised about that real fast real quick give you guys i bought red dead redemption 2 have not played it yet because uh, my backlog is really tight right now um a lot of people they, they they like the game, but, but there are some mechanics in the game that is questionable and is making it uh, less enjoyable, so to say, to play. Um, like the aiming and and uh, all types of ridiculous, you know, stuff that you know when you look at it in the grand scheme of things, does it make that do you grade the game lower because of those things? No. Just something that you got to deal with. Just like any other game out there. Uh, I will give you guys my review of Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, depends on how long I get done with this backlog of games I got to play. <laughs> but hopefully I'll play some of it over the weekend or maybe next week. And I'll be here to tell you guys about it. And um, that's pretty much it. Well. Another day goes by, another episode of the One Man, One Mike podcast hosted by I'm Chris the Dom One. I really do appreciate you guys uh, listening to the show. Uh, on average, I'm getting like, uh, I'm getting an average uh, count of views, I mean, of listeners. And I need you guys to do me a favor. If you already made it this far, I need you guys to share this content with your friends, family, and followers. Uh, I need you guys to uh, support it on Google and Apple as well. And I will see you guys next week with another episode. I wanted to talk a little bit about The Walking Dead. um, But I don't want to make this any longer I'll probably talk about The Walking Dead tomorrow. Okay? Oh, what? Not tomorrow. Next week. 
It's your boy, the host with the most. I'm Krista Dom One. I will see you guys next week. Thank you. Peace and love out there. I'm out. It's your boy, the host with the most. I'm Chris the Dime One, and welcome to another episode of the One Man, One Mike podcast, episode 14. We got a lot today. Uh, it's not going to be a very long show, but we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff. We're going to be talking about what's ailing, what is going on with the Houston Rockets. They just seem to, they simply just can't get it right. They can't get the ship going. We're going to be talking about that. We're also going to be talking about, uh, in the rumor mill, particularly in the NBA, Jimmy Butler, a proposal of Jimmy Butler going to the Houston Rockets. I'm going to tell y'all guys if that's going to work or not. Uh, we're also going to be talking about some other stuff, but let's go ahead and get into what's going on with the Houston Rockets. Uh, I feel like the Houston Rockets, the organization, the coaching staff, as well as the players are believing their own hype. They've been pillow talked by social media as well as the sports talking head saying, you know, y'all was a hairline fracture away from dethroning the Golden State Warriors. And if you would have had more shooters on the floor, particularly when Chris Paul went down, y'all possibly could have won that series. So the conclusion of that series through uh, summer to, to where we are now, the Rockets pretty much have abandoned what got them there in the first place last year. You know, the Rockets last year had James Harden and Chris Paul and a lot of guys who knew their roles, who stayed in their lane. They pretty much said, you know what? They reached, a, they all reached a conclusion, said, you know what? I'm not going to get a lot of touches. I'm, my scoring is probably going to dip a bit. But I'm going to do all the other things that make our team explosive which was defense, half-court defense, uh, making the right decision, the right play. And with this D'Antoni offense where we're pushing the ball up court and we're shooting the ball in less than five seconds, that's going to make us a better team. It's, it's about the wheeze, not the eye, okay? That team with Eric Gordon... Uh, Trevor, uh, uh, Trevor, Trevor, uh, as well as other uh, members of the Houston Rockets, they all pretty much uh, said to themselves, you know what? Our scoring may dip. I may not get a lot of touches, but I'm going to do the other things that make our team very successful. And that's why uh, they got on this huge winning streak last year. Fast forward to this year and we're young in the NBA season, by the way. We haven't even played 25 games. And the Houston Rockets uh, have a bad record right now. Now, I always said this, and I said this last week. The Houston Rockets, they can go on a... They just need one 20 or 25-game winning streak, and they're right back into business again, okay? They're right back dominating again. But... 
What made the Houston Rockets explosive last year was the commitment to defense, the, the, the attention to detail, sort of say. And now you got a bunch of guys on the court who are ISO players, who are scorers, but that's all they are. Uh, people felt like, you know what, they, they, they was talking about this last year of trading for Carmelo Anthony, giving up the ranch, so to say, for Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony is the difference maker. He's a scorer. And particularly with basketball, basketball is like boxing. Style makes fights. The same can be said for NBA. You have to, you have, to have the right ingredients to have a successful team. If you have uh, too, if you have too many cooks in the kitchen, your tomato soup is going to be very salty. Okay, Carmelo style does not fit, does not compute with what D'Antoni is doing. D'Antonio, D'Antoni's offense is let's push it down the court, shoot it within five seconds. It didn't work when he tried this with the New York Knicks. With a better version of Carmelo Anthony. Uh, now with this older version of Carmelo Anthony. I, I don't understand why people thought it was going to be. It, it was going to work with the Houston Rockets. You know when you. Insanity is doing something that have failed previously. It, it didn't work then. It's not going to work now. Secondly Carmelo Anthony. And I don't want people to think that I'm bashing Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo, Anth Carmelo Anthony is an ISO player. We have very we have in the NBA's history, we have very successful ISO players win championships, achievements, things of that nature. Most recently, Carmelo, I mean uh LeBron James. LeBron James is an ISO player, but the difference between LeBron James and Carmelo Anthony, he's an I Car LeBron James is an ISO player. But he can do other things besides holding on to the ball to be very successful. He doesn't have to have the ball to be very, uh, very successful and contribute to his team. Carmelo Anthony desperately needs the ball. Shoot scoring is the only bright spot spot of Carmelo Anthony. And he's very, very good at it. OK, in the right circumstances, Carmelo Anthony can be very successful, even uh, even in 2018. Carmelo Anthony hasn't forgotten basketball. Carmelo Anthony isn't 40. It's just a simple fact of Carmelo Anthony has been on teams that doesn't fit his style. When they traded him to the Oklahoma City Thunder, people thought, oh, well, that's the answer to all the questions. Carmelo Anthony, all he has to do is be like a Kevin Durant, a poor man version of, of Kevin Durant. Just be a spot-up shooter. Carmelo Anthony has never been a spot-up shooter. He can't stand behind the line and just spot-up shoot all day. That's not in Carmelo Anthony's DNA. He's an ISO player who needs the ball, who needs 5 to 10 seconds to figure out what's the best play and what's the best move, okay? That's what Carmelo Anthony is. There's a reason why it didn't work in Oklahoma City and why it's not working with the Houston Rockets because people feel that Carmelo Anthony just needs to adapt and change. 
Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony is who he is. That's why when I heard about the trade, I, I was running it through my membrane. I'm going like, okay, you're going to have James Harden, an ISO player, Chris Paul, an ISO player, and now Carmelo Anthony, an ISO player. You're going to have three ISO players on the court. That's not going to jive well. In fact, I thought the only way this was going to really, really work if Carmelo Anthony comes off the bench. There was early reports that said that stated that he didn't mind coming off the bench, uh, even though he felt like he was a starter. He kind of was ill about coming off the, the bench with the Oklahoma City Thunder. He felt like he still is a starter. He is a starter. It's just his style does not mash or compute with the Oklahoma City Rockets, uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, as well as the Houston Rockets. So what do you do with Carmelo Anthony? What you do with Carmelo Anthony is, I feel like Carmelo Anthony is your second option off the bench. Him and, and Eric Gordon, I feel like, or uh, Eric Blesso, I feel like those two will 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 be very successful coming off the bench and contributing to the team uh, with their play. I think that's the only way it's going to work for the Houston Rockets. Will Carmelo Anthony accept it? I feel like now, I think he does accept it. I think he understands that, you know, having all three of those guys, him, Harden, Chris Paul, is going to be nice. Uh, are y'all going to do like what... Uh, LeBron and D-Way did, okay, one night is your night, the next night is your night, and maybe the next night after that, it could be someone else's night. Or, and and with D'Antoni's system, you can't, uh, uh, you, you can't uh, really think or fathom that's going to work. Uh, it's five seconds or less. That's, that's, that's pretty much it, okay? So, I feel like Carmelo coming off the bench, Will be a very it will be a bigger contribute for the Rockets as well as Carmelo Anthony. Now let's move on to and one more thing before we move on. I feel like the Rockets more so believe the hype of what everyone was telling them. Just get shooters. Get shooters. They they just lost their way in thinking about they need shooters. And as they're trying to uh, get shooters, they're losing the players that got them there in the first place last year. It was perimeter defense, pressure uh, of defense, and up and up tempo scoring. That's pretty much the, was the winning formula, the winning successful formula for the Houston Rockets. Now they're just scoring, and they're. That you know, I they want to win games 107 to 100. And when you're scoring that high and you really don't care about the other team scoring on you, uh, I can see a lot of teams that are going to have problems with the Rockets. But when you talk about teams like Minnesota, uh, when you talk about teams like uh, the Golden State Warriors, the Pelicans. A lot of these teams can score that ridiculous amount of points, just like the Rockets, and do it and and do it better than the Rockets on some nights. So that's what's transpiring, what's going on with the Rockets. The Rockets are going to have to get back to what worked in the first place. 
pressure defense, up-tempo, fast break, up-tempo offense. That's pretty much was the winning formula successfully for the Houston Rockets. Now let's move on finally and talk about the, the supposed trade where Jimmy Butler was going to the Rockets and in return, the Rockets were going to give first uh, four future first round picks. Now, the reason why uh, the the Minnesota Timberwolves haven't pulled the trigger on it, they want to sweeten the deal. I feel like the deal is already sweetened, but they want to add more frosting to that deal, so to say. Frosting on top of frosting, so to say. They want those four picks, those four future picks, and they also want Eric Bledsoe. That's the sticking point. The Rockets don't want to necessarily uh, want to let go of Eric Gordon because of uh, of the injured history of Chris Paul. Uh, they're going to have to have someone there. And just in case if Chris Paul gets injured this season, like in previous seasons, so you have to have a backup plan. And that's the reason why this uh, deal hasn't been official or went down. But when this deal goes down, and I'm pretty sure it will go down, uh, of desperation from the Rockets as well as the Minnesota Timberwolves, by the way. But this deal is definitely going down. If this deal goes down, it goes back to what I said in uh, earlier in this episode. The Rockets are going back to what 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 worked for them last year: perimeter pressure defense and up-tempo scoring. They got the up-tempo scoring. They just need more players to put pressure on the defensive end. Jimmy Butler is that type of player. Now, you guys have heard me say that. I feel like Jimmy Butler is a poor man version of LeBron James. LeBron James does everything amazing, uh, astonishing, assist, rebound, scoring, through the roof. Jimmy Butler can do those things not on a grander scale than LeBron James, He's a jack-of-all-trades and master-of-all-none type of player. And when that uh, when that deal goes down, it goes back to, well, the Rockets are going back to their old identity. Pressure defense, up-tempo scoring. They got the up-tempo scoring. They need, now they need the pressure defense. Jimmy Butler is going to be one of those players on the Rockets roster that can do that finally, finally. And if that happens, pretty much uh, all this idea and this perspective of we need shooters, we need shooters, we need shooters. Oh, nope. As we were getting shooters, now we're losing a lot of that pressure defense. A lot of those players that can do pressure defense. But like I said, the only sticking point why this deal hasn't went through because uh, Minnesota Timberwolves won't uh Bledsoe. And that's the only sticking point. So I feel like you're going to have to wait a couple of weeks until this deal really blossoms and really they both sides pull triggers because of desperation. Just look at the record. I feel like Minnesota is five games away from desperately taking that deal. And the Rockets are already there. They just... Uh, need Minnesota to just go ahead and pull the trigger. And I think they're just going to do it straight up for future uh, first round picks 
for Jimmy Butler. I feel like, uh, well, I know for a fact, Rockets are mortgaging their future for now. What if they don't win now? Then they got four picks that they're not going to get back. And they're going to make Minnesota, who are already, they already have good players. They already have good players. Now, you're, you got good players, and you're going to have four. You have four opportunities to get one more good player. So now you're making that team better for the future. They're not better now, but they're better. F- but four four years from now, only time's going to tell. And time's telling that Minnesota is still going to be in playoffs while uh, the Rockets are going to be cellar dwellers. Chris Paul isn't getting any younger. Neither is James Harden. Eventually, that wall is going to hit for both of those players. And Jimmy Butler is is a rental. He's not going to sign an extension with the Rockets, nor the Rockets could afford him. So he's going to be a free agent this summer. And somebody's going to pick him up and land him. And maybe LeBron James and the Lakers, depending on uh, if they can get anyone else, by the way, to answer the phone. Kevin Durant. He's going to be a free agent. Uh, Boogie Cousins is going to be a free agent again. So the free agency class of next summer is truly amazing. And Jimmy Butler is going to have to, is going to, have to wait a long period of time till all the other dominoes fall before uh, teams start looking at Jimmy Butler. Now, let's get into some more NBA news. J.R. Smith demands a trade from the Cleveland Cavaliers. I guess J.R. Smith woke up one morning and finally saw reality staring at him. The Cleveland Cavaliers are are not going anywhere. Uh, You better enjoy that win because you're not going to get that many opportunities to enjoy a win. They're going to be a lottery team. Kevin Love is injured. He's he's injured again. Christian Thompson... Pretty much, he's uh, digressing, sort of say. Rodney Hood, they paid a lot of money for. Rodney Hood is Rodney Hood. He's going to give you 17, 18 points a night. Uh, He's going to also have some nights where he's going to occasionally throw a 30 at you. You don't know the future of the coach. Who's your next coach going to be? It's definitely not going to be what you got on the staff now. Are they going to go into the college ranks to find them? Uh, uh, another coach, we don't know. You don't. The future is unclear for the Cleveland Cavaliers. And to make matters even worse, it's not even clear for the future. Not even clear whether or not J.R. Smith is not going to be traded sometime this year or next. Veteran teams don't mind J.R. Smith being on their roster, but not at that ridiculous price. And the only way J.R. Smith is going to be signed to another team if he takes a buyout from the Cleveland Cavaliers, leave a lot of money on the table just to become a free agent for a possibility of a playoff team to pick him up. LeBron's in in La La Land. Maybe LeBron can uh, go, hey, Magic, let's get J.R. Smith. I don't see that happening, particularly since the last time we saw uh, LeBron James and J.R. Smith, they had a disagreement courtside. So, 
J.R. Smith is 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 in a dilemma right now. I I don't see J.R. Smith. Uh, I don't see anyone willing to trade for the services of J.R. Smith. And the only way I see J.R. Smith possibly even on a team if he takes if he, if he accepts a buyout, pass uh you know uh accept a, buy, a buyout. Excuse me. And somehow, some way, uh, he finds his own. He finds a, a team that's willing to uh, uh, take him. And I don't think it's a playoff team, in my opinion. Okay. Briefly talk about baseball. The Boston Celtics won. I mean, Boston Celtics. The Boston Red Sox won. Um, to me, baseball is a funny sport. If you go on the right winning streak at the right time, midway in the season or close to the end of the season, nine times out of 10, you're going to win the World Series. We saw this with the Houston Rockets. Do anyone remember the Houston Rockets five or four years ago? They were cellar dwellers, right? Uh, they went on the right, they went on the winning streak at the right time, at the right opportunity, and then they won the championship. Baseball is kind of funny that way. It's, it, you know, and the Boston Celtics. I mean, Boston, I want to say Boston, Boston Red Sox. Okay. Uh, congratulations to you. I tip my hat off. You guys won the uh, championship. Um, and the Dodgers, we don't know anything about the Dodgers other than they may not even have the team that they have now. Clay, uh, 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 uh Kenson Clayshaw, he's thinking about uh, testing free agency. Even though, uh, other than the Dodgers, what, the Yankees? So it's going to be a bidding war uh, this winter. A lot of, it's going to be a lot of those those big superstars maybe going to other places. So we're going to have to wait and see. NFL, there was a few trades out there, nothing major. Uh, Um... Nothing major or important. Was there something that the Giants traded another asset, another asset that possibly could help them uh, re uh, relaunch and revamp their season? I think the Giants are not buying anymore. They're selling. They're getting rid of. I think they're. Uh, I I, uh, I know they're for a fact. Uh, waiting for the NFL draft, starting this puppy all over again. Would not surprise me if uh, they release Peyton Manning or some, or maybe exercise a trade for Peyton Manning. Would not surprise me if they traded. Uh, if not, if uh, if if oh, shoot the receiver, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, Beckham, trade Beckham. Maybe not this year, but maybe next year. Maybe have him there to sell more uh, tickets because it's pretty much going to be the only person there other than the running back. And they're going to start this puppy all over again. They're going to do what they supposed to did last year, which was draft a quarterback. You had the highest. uh, That was the highest pick y'all ever had when when y'all gotten uh, Eli Manning. And you had an opportunity to get a quarterback. You chose to get a running back. That's fine and dandy. But now more than ever, particularly this season, 
Uh, the future is not that bright for Eli Manning. Would not surprise me if Eli Manning uh, goes on to another team or just go into retirement land, go into broadcasting. One would never know. I said it was going to be a short show and it ends up being particularly 20. We're, we're past 20 minutes right now. I'm shocked about that. Surprised about that. Real fast, real quick, give you guys. I bought Red Dead Redemption 2. Have not played it yet because uh, my backlog is really tight right now. Um, a lot of people are they 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 like the game, but, but there are some mechanics in the game that is questionable and is making it uh less enjoyable, sort of say, to play. Um like the aiming and and uh, all types of ridiculous, you know, stuff that you know. When you look at it in the grand scheme of things, does it make the do you grade the game lower because of those things? No, just something that you got to deal with, just like any other game out there. Uh, I will give you guys my review of Red Dead Redemption Two. Um, depends on how long I get done with this backlog of games I gotta play. <laughs> But hopefully, I'll play some of it over the weekend or maybe next week. And I'll be here to tell you guys about it. And um, that's pretty much it. Well, another day goes by. Another episode of the One Man, One Mike podcast hosted by I'm Chris the Dom One. I really do appreciate you guys uh, listening to the show. Uh on average, I'm getting like uh, I'm getting an average uh, count of views. I mean, of listeners. And I need you guys to do me a favor. If you already made it this far, I need you guys to share this content with your friends, family, and followers. Uh, I need you guys to uh, support it on Google and Apple as well. And I will see you guys next week with another episode. I wanted to talk a little bit about The Walking Dead, um, but I don't want to make this any longer. I'll probably talk about The Walking Dead tomorrow. Okay? Oh, what? Not tomorrow. Next week. It's your boy, the host with the most. I'm Chris the Dumb One. I will see you guys next week. Thank you. Peace and love out there. I'm out.